Greetings and salutations, comrades. My name is Cameron Singler Harris. I've just had a pot noodle, so I thought afterwards it was high time to introduce episode five of the Feel Good Album Club, because that's what everybody does famously after they eat pot noodles. They go and introduce their podcasts up in their bedrooms. Um, this week, we'll be chatting to Jesse Atkinson, editor of Gigwise and fantastic writer and music journalist. We'll be talking about Riot! Exclamation mark, the iconic 2007 LP from Paramore. It is a brilliant episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, we talk about iPod classics, pork pie trilby hats. Um, you'll probably hear my cat at some point in a lovely little cameo. And I'll be back later to discuss some things with you, as well as a new itinerary in the podcast world that I hope you check out after this episode is done. But for now, sit back and enjoy episode five of the Feel Good Album Club with Jesse Atkinson discussing Riot. See ya! And I am here with Jesse Atkinson. Hello. Hello. Um, person I've just met Hello. right now. <laughs> just accepted <laughs> the Zoom call. Hi. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I've got sore finger. I've got PMS, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Yeah, man. Oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, this is the second episode I've done this week, so I am on a roll. I'm feeling very productive. Um, yeah. Impressive. Thank you. Um, how's your <laughs> How's your locking down been? Oh, my locking down. Well, I was just saying yesterday actually that I don't even remember that there was a second lockdown. I just feel like there was one and three. I was like yeah. confused as to what the middle one was. It's like the but... sequel that everyone forgets happened. Um... I know. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's totally. <laughs> Although the the poor second album attempt. Yeah. Um, yeah, lo- no lockdown for me has been like, I can't complain at all. Like I kept my job um, and I've got a nice flat and a nice boyfriend. So I really don't want to say that it was bad in any way. Yeah. Uh, it was boring in a lot of times, but yeah, it's been fine for me. That is cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it <laughs> started a while. I think lockdown three is the one where it's a big one where like, I kind of started like unfortunately getting used to it, and now that the curtains are slightly being lifted, I'm thinking, oh god, I can't, I, I don't want to go back into the real world. I'm gonna die if I socialise <laughs> properly. And yeah, I get that. It's for I lockdown where I invented this podcast. It's the one that I felt very, very creative. Um, I think it was lockdown two where I started properly doing gigwise stuff. Um, yeah. So- 
<laughs> so in that medium, lockdown two was quite memorable. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's a good thing to just keep yourself occupied, I guess. And then oh, yeah. The days go quicker. And that's how it works for me. Yeah, it, taking it a day at a time, that's a fantastic method. Um, yeah, exactly. So you are the editor of Gigwise, I understand. Yeah. Uh, tell <laughs> me a little bit about it. Oh, gosh. Um, so I've been editor for about seven months, which is really weird because it feels like about seven days because of lockdown reasons. Yeah. Um, and then I was deputy editor for a year before that. Um, so I pretty much had these... Oh, you can hear my phone. About this. One sec. Um, I've pretty much had like these amazing jobs while in a pandemic. Mm. So I've not really been able to like go to gigs as a deputy editor or editor. And I've not yeah. been able to like go meet publicists and stuff. So that's been kind of rubbish. But um, yeah, I feel every day like it, the rug's going to be pulled out from under my feet because it's yeah. such a cool job to have. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm just taking it day by day, really, because you never know when that kind of good fortune can end. That might sound quite bleak, but oh, no, like, I think you... I'm just trying to be grateful. Yeah, you got to be that's a like a common anxiety like kind of sort of imposter syndrome like when you're doing well at something or you've got something that you really really like and it's something you've dreamed about your whole life like you think oh god when am I yeah. going to be exposed when like are people gonna find out that oh it's like this is all fake and I'm gonna be sent back to yeah. like nothing yeah it kind of is like that I do I have this thing where um I do think that I am good enough to do the job which I think is quite weird among people my age like I do know that I'm I'm good enough but at the same time I'm like fully expect bad things to happen at all times yeah so it's more like me just consuming too much true crime oh. <laughs> rather than me Big like mood rather than me thinking like I'm not good enough although I obviously have those days a lot I wouldn't mm. say it's like a pathology that I have, thankfully. But yeah, like I'm just like, well, I might get fired or like, I mean, anything could happen. Who who knows? I think that mm. that's probably just really pessimistic of me. <laughs> it's just me trying to be grateful. I mean, for it? a pessimist, you're pretty optimistic. Oh, oh, oh that's nice. <laughs> nice. That's as a gorgeous we'll, segue. As we'll discuss later. Um, <laughs> how... What have, what have been highlights of your like time at Gigwise so far? Um, well, I've interviewed people just over Zoom, sadly. But, I mean, interviews are always a highlight. I mean, that's um, controversially for a music editor or writer. Like, the more, more of the reason I'm in music journalism is for interesting people rather than music. Yeah. So whenever I, I get to interview people, then that's always my favourite Um in the last year, I've interviewed like uh, Viagra Boys and Royal Blood, which went really badly, but <laughs> still fun. And um, who else did I interview? I've interviewed Du Blonde recently. Yeah. Oh, what we, what have been your highlights of writing for Gigas? Um, again, the, the very first one that I actually did, the very first one that was published was the like musicians of side hustles one, and I oh, loved writing. So that. good, yeah, it's such a good piece. 
like you can tell like when you're reading something that like someone's absolutely loving writing it and i could i could see that with my piece like it was really really good and more recently mm-hmm. the 11 underrated manic street preachers songs i feel that oh, one that was blew up really good and that got a ton of attention and the band retweeted it and it made my tiny yeah. little heart explode and did it oh that's so good yeah they people um it got so many views Gigwise readers love Manic Street Preachers. Mm, very good taste. I'm so pleased for you when um, when they retweeted. I thought, what did you do when it happened? Were you like, oh my God. I, my, my friend, Will, who is a, a, probably just as big, if not a bigger Manic's fan than I am, just messaged me and said, they've just shared your article. And I was like, fuck off. And I had to check Twitter and I was like, <laughs> oh God, my notifications are blowing up. And oh, so cool. Yeah, um, it's Sorry, hard to come up. Oh, that's cool. It's hard to come up with new ideas. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's hard. Like it feels like a lot of the time, I I feel like everything's been done, mm. which I'm sure everyone in the history of the world has felt like. Mm. Um, it does feel like that. And then when you hit on an idea, it's like feels fake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like someone must have done. Someone must have done this before. Yeah, and there are some articles that I've done, particularly, I've particularly done for the gigwise that I look back on. It's the opposite, where I think, oh, God, I could have done that so much better, and or I could have put much more time into it. Uh, like On the flip side, the 11 Underrated Cribs songs article, again, that got quite a bit of attention, but oh, yeah. now I look back at it like, why'd you put Shoot the Poets in? Everyone loves that song. It's not underrated. Why'd you put Leather Jacket Love Song in? Everyone loves that song. That's That was a single. You can't put singles in an underrated songs feature. Oh God, Cameron, you idiot! And yeah, you, you no, can't, you can't get too I down with those can. thoughts. No, no, totally not. Because like at the time, you said they were underrated because of certain other things. It doesn't have to be underrated because it's like underappreciated by fans necessarily. Mm. Because like people who are not fans will be looking for the underrated article, and yeah. they they might find their new favorite hey, song yeah, in that's... there. That is a very good, that's, a, that's completely flipped it around. Layers, open to interpretation. And yeah, yeah, I'm very, very excited to like do more with it, um, do more with Gigwise. Um, and Yay. that's cool. Also in the pipeline, you've been working on a novel. Um, tell me quickly oh about God, that. Yeah. Okay, so I <laughs> started writing it in like, 2019 it's a whodunit set in the music industry in the the London underground music Mm. industry and it was a lot of fun to write it took me a long time I had to do it after work and at weekends and um I'm currently trying to flog that to a literary agent (laughs) because I would love to get it published but it is the first novel I've ever written so if it doesn't happen then that's okay but I really want it to be published yeah, it um, sounds really, really cool and unique, kind of like a like really niche combination of things. Like, I yeah, I if it so. if it got published, like I can imagine people loving it. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like, if it's good enough or good enough to be edited to be good, good. Like, obviously, I'd need help from an editor. Yeah, because I've never written a novel. Then I think it'd be an easily marketable one. Um, yeah. I actually wrote another novel. I had three weeks off at Christmas and I wrote a first draft um, of like a horror novel. 
Ooh. over the three week break so that's like months and months of editing away from being good enough for anyone to see but it was the bare bones of there that was right. fun to write so well. nice nice um yeah um if ever they get released i am well i hope they get released um i hope so <laughs> and i yeah <laughs> I'd be the first in line to buy them. Shower you with my money. Shower you with my money. Um, You'll just you can get a free copy for sure. <laughs> nice, nice perks. Um, anyway, speaking of perks, um, let's go swiftly on to the album of your choice. So, briefly yeah. introduce your feel good album induction. Okay, this this feels really weird. Okay, so basically. I spent so long trying to decide on one and eventually today ended up with Riots by Paramore, which came out in 2007. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, what happened? It's it's not like everyone has been through this, all the guests I've had on before, like they couldn't decide between, like they had like five albums in a shortlist that they kept flitting yeah. between. Like the only one, like Ben Mark Smith, he was absolutely solid in his choice of original pirate material. And, oh, yeah. but everyone else just like, so it's it's, it's common, like everyone's list okay. of comfort albums I did, is I like did feel like, 50 yeah, I did feel like bad long. about not knowing. Yeah, it's like, I think some people do have one that they maybe listen to when they were a kid or they have that they go to when they're feeling bad or whatever. But I actually don't listen to music when I feel like shit, which is probably really a weird thing. I like listen to podcasts and audiobooks oh, cool. um, if I'm feeling actually bad. But that's like different from, you know, just feeling a bit off. Yeah. And then if I feel a bit off, then this kind of album where it's a bit angrier, but not yeah. like super like drudgy that I like to go to and this is like one of my favorite albums yeah uh briefly briefly describe your history with the album how you came to like get yeah. to know it and like just appreciate it if you could please um so I it came out when I was like 13 14 years old so I was having my um sideswept emo fringe phase that everyone was having <laughs> if you were at high school and above and um I had it on my iPod classic <laughs> oh I miss the iPod classic yeah I know it was the best iPod I still like that one the best it was like the nicest user experience yeah like, with, um, with the circle um touch screen sort of button mm. I had <laughs> I to like I, I was just constantly window shopping like in like secondhand pawn shops just trying to get one because I had an iPod shuffle and it was shit like it was so small I could just crush it in my pocket and you didn't even know which songs yeah. you were selecting it was just completely yeah. potluck but I digress they were quite expensive though weren't they like iPods I mean obviously whenever Apple releases something that's new it's expensive so like I remember it was be it was quite a precious thing and they were quite heavy it was like the opposite of the shuffle mm. it was like shiny back like quite heavy and I remember having this album um I mean I had it on constantly and I listened to YouTube all the time then as well because like crucially even though now I'm a music editor I didn't like get fully into music until I was like 21 or something really late so I just listened to random songs on YouTube so mm. this is probably one of the only albums I actually listened to as an album oh that's nice. when, I, when I was a kid yeah um 
and I remember having it on my iPod Classic at, uh, on a school trip to London <laughs> when I was like 14. Amazing. And we, um, yeah, we stayed overnight on HMS Belfast, the ship. Oh, wow. And I, I, yeah, it was pretty cool. But I just remember like listening to this, I think when it rains, yeah, listening to when it rains, like while looking out the window, like I was in a music video. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, God. Proper scenic. <laughs> Scene and scenic. Scene. Ah, <laughs> wordplay. Layers. <laughs> Layers. Yeah, I missed. I missed out on Paramore and music in general. It came out when I was nine years old. I didn't have a MySpace yeah. account. I wasn't in any sort of emo phase. Like, obviously, that was a time of My Chemical Romance, of like Dashboard Confessional, yeah. all that. And also, coincidentally, it's also the like time for big in like indie boom with wombats the enemy early arctic monkeys and oh so my I wasn't, god yeah. i wasn't an indie kid or an emo kid i just, I just listened to now you that's what young. i call music compilations yeah you were too young i was listening to now that's what i call music when i was under 10 as well i don't think that you this was probably one of my first you know like listen to something that isn't in the charts hmm. um exploration but you do mention that i was um indie kid as i wasn't like all out emo or all out indie but the other album I really considered doing for this was um, Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not, by Arctic Monkeys, which nice. came out the year before, and it's my favourite album of all time. Oh, that's cool. Um, Good choice. But this one is more like of a comfort, for sure. I don't yeah. know why either, but but yeah, you're right. You were too young, which is kind of sad, but at the same time, you, you didn't have to have the terrible hair that me and my <laughs> friends all had. See, my <laughs> proper, like... I'd say quote unquote indie phase came like 2012. Like, yeah. I think it was directly around the time when both the vaccines and Two Door Cinema Club were bringing out their second albums on the same week. And it was kind of like a yeah. blur oasis situation. And the first gig I ever went to was like Dot to Dot at Rock City in Nottingham. And the, you know, the in betweeners episode where Simon's going to his first gig and wears like the little pork pie trilby, that was me. Like, oh, yeah. I just did yeah. that. I dressed exactly <laughs> like that. It was embarrassing. Oh, for I sure. love that. Oh, well, if they're your Blur and Oasis, do you prefer the vaccines or did you prefer Tudor Cinema Club? Uh, I think Tudor Cinema Club have really, really evolved creatively. Like, they, I saw them like at Thingy Why Not Festival in like yeah, yeah. two years ago. They were headlining, and I expected it to be kind of shit, but it was really, really good. Like it was so yeah. surprisingly good. And but I do prefer vaccines. Like they've just got my heart in that kind of way. I love the vaccines. I love the vaccines. They're like shamelessly pop in a lot yeah. of ways, which is a big thing for me. Um, I, I just like. I like full on pop, but I also like songwriters who write pop hooks. And, yeah, Justin Young's and in different such an genres. incredible mu like, songwriter. Like, I really know, for real. Yeah. And yeah, he's so good. They're bringing out a new album this year, I think. I cannot wait for that. Are they? Oh, that's exciting. I really, yeah, I mean, every single one has been good so far. There hasn't been a flop, I don't think. No. No, no. there hasn't. Um, yeah, and I completely missed a boat on Paramore um, because of my entrenched indie phase. But yes, in yeah. fact, I wouldn't even call it a phase. I'd just call it like a musical exploration because it's still a part of me at the end of the day. And yeah, but I'm probably more of a late Paramore person. I remember the first time I ever paid attention to them was self-titled in 2013. 
And yes, okay. I'm going to go and look through them because this is, this, sorry to interrupt, but just quickly, before you ask me any complicated questions or anything, this is the kind of thing where I'm stuck in 2007 with Paramore. Ah. So I've not, I've not explored too much of their discography beyond that. Ah. And I know that might be weird, no. but I don't know what it is. It's like almost like I just can't, I don't know. Maybe I will after this, but I mean, how, how is that? Um, the self-titled for you yeah um so yeah I got into them kind of around the time self-titled and it was fine um I saw their I saw their set at Reading 2014 on the TV and I was pleasantly impressed like I was waiting to see Queens of the Stone Age but like I was I I kind of walked away thinking oh this Paramore band they're not too bad but their album after that um after laughter like blew me away I, I love that album yeah. it's one of the best of that year and I know that it got so much amazing press um I've only heard like the singles and that, that's a terrible confession to make um and I will be promptly listening to the rest of Paramore's albums after this <laughs> podcast um because yeah I've heard only amazing things about After Laughter yeah, so this is kind of a reverse situation, right? Because I'm more into, like, I've, I'm more acquainted with later Paramore, but I hadn't heard, like, like I I had to get into early Paramore very, yeah. very recently, like, mm. and I've only just been exploring it. Yeah, yeah we're opposite, so that's good. We've got, like, the breadth of knowledge, possibly. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's very, it came very... came up on Pointless, and we were a team. We might be okay. We'd slay it. No? Yeah. So I guess we can start analysing this beast of an album track by track. Um, yeah. I meant, <laughs> let's get it on. <laughs> track one. For a pessimist, I'm pretty optimistic. The perfect yeah. segue I, I wasted earlier. You... Um, yeah. Well, you didn't waste it because I might not have brought up pessimism again. Ah, good. So then... Ah, yeah. True. Gotta take, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Um. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this one, I think I remember seeing this track, track title and being like, what in the fuck? You know, when something is just like nothing to do with the lyrics. Mm. Or like, you don't notice it immediately in the lyrics. And you're like, that's a strangely long title. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to fucking say. You know, when you, like, I'm so used to an album, right? I listened to it three times today to get ready for this. I've heard it hundreds of times. I know all of the lyrics. And I still feel like I would need to listen to it again to talk about it, like, in any sort of critical detail. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or am I just a, a fraud? <laughs> I... <laughs> Don't think you're a fraud because at the same time, like this track, I feel like it's it's there in a very kind of like this is the album opener way. Like it doesn't like slowly draw you in. It just like straight in, straight there, yeah. straight up shredding. Um, it just throws you completely in the deep end. Um, interesting. True. I did a little bit of homework before doing this and Ooh. I saw that this, the, the title was just like, like Hayley Williams said that she just called it that because literally she couldn't think of any other title and just threw it out there. 
Only a genius could say that. That's so irritating. If I couldn't think of a title, I'd be like, let's call it Sponge. <laughs> like, I wouldn't think of something, like, profound. Yeah, <laughs> some profound statement. Well, she, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think the thing with the album as well is that every single track, the original 11, is, like, so good. Every single one could be a single, in my opinion that it's just like, yeah, you're immediately in it. And then it, it's like, you're at the end and you've listened to them all and almost yeah. just yeah. disappeared into it because it's so many bangers in a row. Just kind of flies by. Um, I was actually yeah. quite shocked that this one wasn't a single. I thought it would have been, but. Alas. Yeah, did you feel like that about every single one? <laughs> yeah, even, even the or singles. I bet there was some you didn't like. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to them, but like. This, yeah, I'm interested in hearing this. But I, 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 I dig this one. It's a complete vibe. Um, yeah. It shreds. Um, very yeah, it catchy. does. It would make you want to listen to the rest of the album, I think. If it came out now and you were, like, just looking at New Music Friday, like the new albums that came out, I think I would definitely be like, oh, if I click play and this was the first one. Even yeah. now. Yeah, it's I think always draws you in. <laughs> um yeah i think yeah so moving on to track two we get yeah. that's what you get i and that's i you get i adore this track i proper yeah. banger yeah. proper banger yeah i might like accidentally sing on this podcast because it's just like you know i just was singing it really loud in my <laughs> headphones before. that's that, that's my, fine we welcome accidental singers <laughs> i'm an accidental singer and i'm not good so I'll try not to, but this one, like when she does the sort of, whoa, like you just want to do it with her. How can you not? Yeah. I feel like you're dead inside if you can't, if you don't do that bit. Yeah. It's built for like live audiences, like a call and response. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I did go and see the riot tour actually at the Manchester arena in 2008. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember being it, it being just amazing. And I think we all lost our voices. Mm. Yeah, but I can't. I can. I can imagine how engrossing that would have been. Um, peak emo. Everyone, peak you, can emo. you imagine the crowd? Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. the crowd? Just yeah. straight up dyed hair. Um, Monster yeah. Energy drinks lying on the floor. Um, shag bands. <laughs> shag bands. bands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Tons of them. Lots of hairspray. Um, lots of hairspray and like those weird black like sweatbands that for some reason we all wore oh god no yeah um yeah that's a vibe i remember seeing a lot of those in secondary school like because yeah. again contrary to my like vaccines two-door cinema club 2012 indie phase there were the like pierce the veil yumi at six emo yeah. emo kings and queens um who like had gelled hair and black black armbands and whatever black have everything. you yeah yeah <laughs> so would you say that's what you get is one of your top tracks from this record yeah yeah definitely um yeah. it's just it, it was one of the singles and i can easily see why it's got such a catchy hook it's very yeah. accessible um yeah banger straight up banger um my cat can, wants I, can i guess oh hello um, still let my Where's cat in. Kitty. What's the cat called? Lily. Lily Walker. Aww. She's got a surname. 
Lily Walker. <laughs> Welcome. She's originally just called Walker um, because she just walked really fast, but apparently, but she had a real name, Lily. Apparently. Oh, so she's got both. That's great. Yeah, it's kind. Of, I'll try and like get her on the. Oh my god! Oh, she meowed. <laughs> she talks a lot. So yeah, feet Lily. I'll I'll credit you. I'll credit you when this comes out. Um, yeah, she'll be mewing on it. I'm gonna guess, right? I'm gonna guess that the next one, Hallelujah, which is track three, that you didn't like. I, I again, great segue. Um, I quite liked it. Um, okay, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> no, it's it, it's catchy. Um, again, first listen, I thought, hmm, it's 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 okay. It's 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 a track that was released by Paramore in 2007, but I really like it now. Um, it's very okay, yeah. I mean, I think on first listen, it's kind of dirgy compared to the rest of it. Yeah, rest of the record. Um, but I think that yeah, when you get used to it, it fits exactly where it is. Yeah, too. And I love. Haley's vocal performance on it. She is killing it. She's like, I don't know how old she was because I'm not an expert, but she was young when they did this. They were yeah. all young. I think they were yeah. at high school. Like, I think and, um, could... it just blows me away how good they all are and yeah. how good the songwriting is for such a young like group of people. It's insane. Yeah, you can tell a lot with lyrics, like how young they were at the time. Again, we'll probably get onto yeah. that on the next track. But um, <laughs> yeah, for, for Hallelujah, like it's astounding how a band that young can like make something so sonically like anthemic. Um, I know. It's, yeah. again, not to be confused with the Leonard Cohen song. Uh, could have been <laughs> a cover. <laughs> could have been. A lot of people have covered that. I mean... The Jeff Buckley version of that song is my favourite song of all time. Nice. That's um, a great pick. Um, so I wouldn't have been sad if they had covered that because, I mean, it's always a good one to cover. Yeah, it's a standard um, classic one to wheel out at a party. Um, <laughs> sad, sad party. Sad party. Um, <laughs> just drinking Baileys <laughs> or something. Um, and or yeah, awake. <laughs> nice. I quite like the lyric, um, I'm on genius now. Um, I quite like the lyric, if only time flew like a dove in the pre-chorus. It's quite a nice little poetic turn of phrase. Um, like people are always talking about how time flies, but yeah, Hayley Lind is asking, what, why can't time fly like a dove? Like if time's gonna fly, then yeah. let it be beautiful. Let it be graceful. Yeah, man, it's, it's like, she's so clever. I mean, th this um, that kind of lyric as well in this song, which is more of a ballad, is good for when you're like 14. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's, that it's, was probably one of the big like comfort comfort ones at the time. It's incredibly Tumblr, but I love it anyway. I was the biggest Tumblr whore in the world. <laughs> Not like a little whore, let me just qualify. Not that there's anything wrong with Tumblr whores. But I mean, I was a whore for Tumblr. Yeah. So... I again, I never experienced Tumblr. I think I was a bit too young. young. Yeah. Yeah. But I hear a lot of good things. Well, good things. It was fun. I still go on it occasionally, look at my old blog. <laughs> um, because I had great taste. Yeah. I don't deny it. <laughs> no. No, it's always it's always a blast. Um speaking of a blast, um 
Here we go, track four, the big hit, the big, the, the big, big hit, hit, Misery Business. Which has got 354 million streams Jesus, on Spotify. I, I thought it had like quite I'm a bit, but now. I didn't know it was that many. That's like, which is like 10 times as many as all the others. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? But yeah, this is the most famous song probably still, I would say. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's just, I think what else is a really, uh, the only exception is quite a big one. Yeah. As well. um, In fact, that's got more plays. Does it? I think. Huh. Yeah, it looks like it. It's got, Wild. oh no, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't, but it has a lot. Yeah. So yeah, Misery Business. Um, there's controversy about the lyrics. Um, I mean, she was a teenager when she wrote it. Yeah. And then she actually ad- addressed these like complaints a few years ago. Like, there are so many horrible lyrics written by blokes all the time, and you don't ask yeah. them to change them. Oh, no. Um, but I think that she did. I think she now does say a different line live. I saw they've actually, they, they actually stopped playing it altogether. Um, oh, just, really? Yeah, they've kind of retired it. Like, Given it a like big send off, but yeah, that's that's very fair of them like to do that. Um, again, interesting thing you were saying like so many male bands who just have really really like shit and kind of problematic lyrics, but they don't get addressed and are often celebrated. Yeah, people aren't but... like, oh, you should change it. Yeah, and like she was literally a teenager when she wrote it, so it's like of the time. It's like fine. I think that you could go two different ways, like Taylor Swift just re-released fearless re-recorded last week the week before mm. and um there's some lyrics on um, you belong with me that definitely could have uh, definitely like a things teenage girl would say yeah like you wear high heels i wear sneakers she wears high heels i wear sneakers which is like she's being quite like um she's obviously being a bit funny about a girl who's like the cheerleader and wears high heels and stuff yeah. But she didn't change the lyrics, which I think is good because that's what she wrote at the time. Yeah. And I see, think the same about this because it's not like she's said anything like, I don't no. know. I just think it's a bit over the top for the reaction to it because she wrote it when she was a teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a very like youthful song with all the messiness that that entails. It feels like yeah. like literally the diary entry of a teenager. And with that, the lyrics feel very authentically teenage. And yeah, yeah. I've, I feel probably it's very like, of course, they're going to mature. Of course, they'll probably move on from the lyrics and be in different places. Um, yeah, but it's important to take that into consideration, the fact that it was very, very, it's a young song. Yeah. And I think that's this one of the, I mean, the messiness, like you said, and the way that she like speeds up and slows down the, the like beats per minute of her singing was like one of the big reasons that they blew up. I think people just love that yeah. messiness, like the cover. It's just like scribbles. Like oh, she's yeah. just getting out. And it's such a huge banger. I mean, if this comes on in the um, clubs now, people go ape shit. Oh God, yeah, um, it's emo disco <laughs> like standard, like along with Black Parade and Always. the Panic yep. at the Disco one. Um, uh, it's a really famous one. I write since. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. 
Is that them? I yeah. don't know them that well. But yeah, it's yeah. like the top five ones that will get played. Uh, yeah. But even like, I feel like even a normie club event, people would know. Yeah. What it was. Because it's still a big enough big? hit, big crossover yeah. appeal. You don't have to be a grubby little underground kid to know no. it. <laughs> like me. Um, okay, so when it rains, you don't like this one. Uh, when it rains, I... <laughs> We're still not there. <laughs> I'm going to keep like... guessing. <laughs> when, 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 when it happens, when I dislike a track, um, I will be sure to let you know. You give me a signal. Um, I'll yeah. give you a huge signal. Um, okay, I'm going to stop guessing. Um, no, so please. you did like this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all yeah. right. Well, it, it's all right. It's not as good as like anything that's come before it, but it's what it is. It's fine. It's like nice little ballad. Um, well, it's nice. It yeah. can be about a friend killing themselves. Um, yeah, it's got a very dark theme, but the music's quite upbeat. Um, it's quite a weird juxtaposition, but it, it works. And I do like the track. Like the Smiths. Yeah. In skinny, but in like, with like, in skinny fringe. jeans. Yeah. Yeah. I think they wore skinny jeans too, though. I was going to say skinny jeans, but they definitely did as well. Oh, like and skinnier jeans. Yeah, they used to get in their jeans in the bath. Did you know this? No. So, like, my stepmom did this, and I know a lot of people did. Like, the jeans were so skinny in the 80s. Like, they had to be so skinny that you put them on wet, which makes me feel so uncomfortable even <laughs> thinking about it, because wet denim is... Oh, oh God. I couldn't. You know, so they, they stretch a bit more. And then when you put them on, and then my stepmom says she used to lie down and like zip it up with a hanger, you know, mm. so she can like straighten out and use a hanger to zip it up. Uh, anyway, I, di- I digress. <laughs> yeah, when it rains, so just it l- pours. Lastly, when <laughs> it does, it pours the fuck down. Like, this is the one that I remember listening to on that school trip that I mentioned before. And I think it was raining. Ah, uh, yeah. When I was so it's it re- like imprinted on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> when it rains, it actually bloody did rain. And what good what yeah. perfect timing is that? It's the power of Haley. <laughs> it is the perfect <laughs> one for like looking out the window wistfully and pretending to be in a music video and just yeah. mouthing words. It's very good. Speaking of very good, um, I'd say this is my joint favourite track on the album. So let the flames begin. Oh, is that joint with that's what you get? Um, we'll probably get to my joint later, but like Okay, okay. But that's what you get was high up, but not like a joint Yeah, part. Yeah, if it was yeah. if it was a ranked thing, then yeah, it'll be yeah. in the upper half, definitely. But yeah, let the flames begin. Let, the, let the flames begin is sick, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's Utter like it banner. sounds like flames. I yeah. can't explain myself. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Sounds like the audio, yeah. like audio equivalent of flames. A it flame does. that is beginning as they're being worked. <laughs> yeah. Yet more, yet more shredding. More shredding, nice. yeah. Yeah. We've got oh a shredder. Oh my god. I just don't know what's there's just every single one. I'm like just remembering it and being like, God, it's good. I want to listen to it again now. Yeah. That's how, that's what the comfort is for me in this. It's like, you know, with anxiety, which I have, like you rewatch something that you've already seen because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. I think that's what's like that with 
this it's like my comfort album i've heard it like how old is it god 2007 15 years nearly 15 years she's yeah so you you've heard it that many times (laughs) it's a comfort thing and like this one yeah it's just it's just wall to wall and um oh my yeah Yeah. more more of the like you can't not sing to it this one is another one of them no i definitely agree with you like it's like the things i find comforting usually is just i i I know it inside out and i know that like in a weird way that like it's got me you know and like you you find solace in it so i could like i totally understand you and agree with you um yeah but yeah this is definitely one of the most like shreddy on the album like the production is just so good it's it's just it makes me speechless to be honest again like especially now I'm older talking about it and thinking about them as like 17 18 year olds or how old they were it just because at the time like when you're younger than that you're like well they're older than me so they must be able to do it but then when you're 27 which I am now and you look back and you're like they're kids they're like kids and they they did this yeah, lyrically again, it's brilliant. Like great chorus, like the, the opening of verse two. Somewhere weakness is our strength, and I'll die searching for it. Seventeen-year-old Haley Williams, like writing that, like genius. I wish I was that clever at seventeen. I know, in it was she seventeen? Did you check? I think she was. Uh, let me check. Um, about that. Let me have Hayley a look. Williams. We should both know this, and neither of us do. Yeah, this is like essential knowledge. Like it's. Like if you're a builder and you don't bring your toolkit on the first day. Um, oh God, she was only born in 88. She's only 32. So she'd be like 18 or like around around that age. Yeah. Yeah. So just finishing high school yeah. in America. So the public inquest into Hayley Williams's age ends. <laughs> the case rests. Yes. Um. <laughs> Um, it's a miracle. Yeah, like it's what a miracle. Um, but yeah, this is one of the ones I'm. <laughs> this is one of the ones I'm not as keen on, but I still that yeah. I I I think it's a good tune. It's a natural continuation from a prior track. They kind of like blend nicely together. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like compared to some of the others, it's it's definitely not one of my favorites either. But um it's still got moments where like the chorus still like yeah. the scream sing chorus <laughs> yeah it's it still hits like they've managed to like yeah. just make it so like captivating mm. i feel like i don't know what else to say about miracle to be honest like no it's mm, it, it, for a miracle <laughs> and it catchy. might save you <laughs> yeah catchy that as one. fuck um yeah they're, but... they're also catchy good outro um it's again yeah it's not one of those ones that you can really like riff on for too long um i think the next one track eight crush 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 is one that you kind of can um because there's not just one crush and there's not just two crush they managed to do three three crushes three three in one song trilogy (laughs) yeah yeah this i mean well take it away what did you think uh, I'm interested yeah. to hear what you think as well because I know that you've heard it but that you properly listened to it back to front recently 
Yeah. Um, I, f- I think it's one of the most poppy on the album. Like, and that is not a bad thing because like, it just slaps. It slaps hard. Um, got a great chorus. Like, I, I like the like, pre-chorus where it's like, crush, crush, two, three, four. And like... Yeah, the counting. It's, pro- it's <laughs> a proper pop... Counting. It's a proper pop cliche, but I love it. I'm, I'm a sucker for it. Nothing compares to a quiet evening alone. Mood. <laughs> 2020 mood. This, this one was a single, surely. It was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but look at the little baby. Misery <laughs> Business was the first single. Oh, yeah. That's what you get. Oh, bless them. Bless their cotton socks. Oh, no. Yeah, crush, crush, crush. I remember. You know, can I just mention as well? Uh, I remember. I just remembered. It's horrible recovered memory. That I don't remember who did it, but me and my best friends had our faces like photoshopped onto this album cover. <laughs> so, so it was like we were black and white. You know, they made it. We made it like really black and white contrast, mm. and then our heads were just like in it. So we. T- I don't. God, we were embarrassing. I mean, nice. we, I love them to. Be, we were embarrassing, but I think that you should be embarrassing as a teenager. Yeah, um, again, like kind of similar thing. Um, around, um, it was when Green Day released their Uno Dos Trey trilogy, and like <laughs> I photoshopped my face into one of the covers, like for little X's on your eyes. And it was you when it. it was when I was in my pork pie trilby phase too, and the, <laughs> the combination was just ah, oh, yeah, it's one of those embarrassing teenage things. But you do live for those moments, unfortunately. It's just like, why would you live any other way? I didn't want to be... I'm so glad I didn't try and be cool. Um, ever, no. really. Because it just seems like such a waste of time. Yeah, it is. It yeah. really is. Um, it was about the same era, I think, that we did We did a Twilight spoof oh, video. Oh, nice. nice. That I recently unearthed. And um, <laughs> I, my, my mouth was agape. Yeah. When is did it- Twilight even come out? Yeah, it came out 2008, and there was a Paramore song. Yeah, on of that course, soundtrack. there was one there. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. All my, all my interests come into one. Is it? Is this the fourth? Is this the fifth segment that I need to read out? Yeah, <laughs> I you read them all, didn't you? Yeah, you read the books. Yeah, um, what the films are better? Like the books, at least the films are bad, but they're funny. At least like they kind of got yeah. so bad, they're good quality. But the books are just like a, like so bad, but. I haven't read the book since I was at the target audience. Yeah. So I don't really remember, but the films, like unironically, I think are great. Um, I <laughs> watched them recently with fun. my friend. Yeah. We did like jelly shots, you know, like there's a lot of drinking games you can do yeah. with it, which is always a positive in a film, I find. <laughs> you know, if, if it's not good, then at least you can do jelly shots at times yeah. that, you know, you know are going to occur. Like yeah. Jacob takes his top off. um but yeah decode by paramore was on that soundtrack nice um yeah which is a great song as well um brilliant it's it's not on this album though but what is is we are broken track nine we are broken (laughs) 10 out of 10 segue like (laughs) nailing this uh we are broken it's the light is out moment um it is and i think um I probably have to give my oral signal. This is the worst song on the oh. album. 
Yes. I dig it. Um, Not the worst per se, but just for one I didn't gel with the most. Yeah, like I said with Hallelujah, which probably works a bit better and is quite similar to We Are Broken in some ways. Yeah. On this album, it is a bit dirgy in comparison. Yeah, um, like there's not yeah. much to it. Um, I know, like it's like very linked because Haley Williams is a Christian and it's got lots of like Christian metaphor and like symbolism in it, but it's it's fine it's just like a decent like ballad at the end of the day it's not as good as hallelujah but yeah no it's not you're right um i think i like it just because i'm so used to it it's like yeah. um if like i was listening to it now like yeah i'd be so impressed and then maybe i wouldn't be as much with this one mm. but because i know it so well it's like i don't even notice it go by but now you've mentioned it i also notice it could definitely be shorter yeah um because it's like three minute 40 seconds, which when it doesn't do much, like you say, it could mm. be like two and a half, maybe. Yeah, it's one of the longest um, on the album, I think. But at least you didn't hate it, though. So is that like, is that does that mean to say you didn't like hate any of the no. songs? No, it's an album where I don't explicitly dislike any of the tunes on. Yeah, that's rare for me, to be honest, you know, I'm quite picky. Especially like an album, if every single song is good, it's no skips. That's so rare. Yeah, I'd, I'd say there are skips on this album, definitely. Like I'd skip. Yeah, true. I'd skip We Are Broken and Miracle, but ev- maybe when it rains, but everything else, yeah, top, top tier. Mm. Top At tier. At least you don't hate any. Yeah. No, no. And I wish yeah. I had, a, I'd a, had, I wish I had a kazoo for the next one because this is my favorite, Fences. Uh, I have to do like a kind of because that was a low beat kazoo, but this like I've got to do an upbeat. <laughs> um, I think this is your this favorite is, one. This is one of my favorites. It might be like it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I it's it's I didn't expect it. Like it, it's like the dark horse of the album, but it just like yeah. leaps at you. It's so bouncy and like but like again, it's another juxtaposition between like a darker lyric and a like bouncy kind of bubbly little like instrumentation yeah. it is very smiths if they like like <laughs> drank, emo, drank, mon- drank monster energy and red kerrang <laughs> oh that's so good monster energy makes me feel like i'm having a panic attack just looking at it like on the tube going to work like when the tube was a thing before the pandemic i saw someone having a monster at like half seven in the morning and it honestly ah. nearly, it, it like <laughs> nearly gave me like a like a secondhand panic attack because I was literally like how but anyway that's another digression <laughs> I feel like Fences definitely sick. comes out of fucking nowhere mm. like I, I think that it's one of those ones that I didn't realize until maybe a year into listening to the album yeah that it was brilliant um like to hit you with that 10 out of 11 the 10 10 track out of 11 yeah and it's that good yeah it's like, it's like catches you off guard it's like the hidden secret that they're like saving, like waiting for until they like just properly like lit, like lift the curtain and hit you with it. Um, yeah. And yeah, the lyrics are great about like the media constantly like being twats and just like 
to like persecuting famous people and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a topic that's been done a lot in pop music but like again from a band as young as Paramore were at the time it's kind of depressing as well that they had to yeah. do that they had to write a song like this Already. so early on yeah. but it's I think it's quite that's... a unique way of looking at it too yeah it's 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 like it's just, it's not, she doesn't ever really deal in cliche. And if she does, then she does it in a way that is like charming and doesn't make you feel like she is. Yeah. Feels very um, fresh. I can't, I just, I know I'm bringing it up again, but I can't believe she's only 32 still. That's the same thing with Alex Turner. I think he's only 32 as well. And that, it's only five years older than me. Yeah. That's crazy. Like- yeah, mate, it, it, it feels awful, like, when, like, you just Google famous people's ages and think, oh, God, like, I'm just as, like, old yeah. slash they're only just a little bit older than me or, like, just a little bit younger. Like, yeah. I remember, like, just, like, seeing people who are in, like, Game of Thrones and that and, like, like I'm... Little I'm babies, ne- little, like, yeah, 21-year-olds. Like, I'm the same age as Maisie Williams and, like... I'm just comparing our two trajectories. Like, oh God, what am I doing? Yeah, the pain only grows from here. And I'm still only 27, so like we're both really young. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's it's like a horrible thing about the internet. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I don't, I, I bow down to Hayley Williams. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm like, you know, when you, someone, you like someone so much that you're almost not, you're just not jealous because they're just great. So you, you just love them. No. I feel like that about her and Paramore. Yeah, you can't, you, I like. I've listened to her solo stuff more than later Paramore, and I love it. Love it. She's just always good. I've not heard her solo stuff yet. Um, oh, you should listen after this. That's really going to be cool. my homework. I'm going to like because she's got two albums, I think, two solo albums. I think so. I don't really remember. Let me look. She did one recently, but like she's such good. Like it's like pop. Yeah, it's more pop. Like she always wanted to do hmm. um, pop music. Yeah, so she's got Flowers for Vases came out this year. Nice. And then last year, Petals for Armour. Ah. And um, yeah. Yeah, I saw the acclaim they got and I thought, hmm, I'm, I really have to listen to them at some point. And one year later, like, I still haven't. So that's my homework for tonight. It's not that long. Yeah, they're, they're both good. They're both really good. So I would recommend those. Nice. Um, yeah, it, she clearly was showing it straight away at the age of 18 with these. Like, And yeah, Fences Just... is, a, is a late, probably best track. And then it goes straight into Born for This, which I would argue is like such a good one-two punch. Yeah, like I think an ender. I'm probably to get my positive kazoo out again. <laughs> uh, this is but my <laughs> my joint favorite track on the album. Ooh, is it alongside? Okay, so what? Let the fire start. Oh, I've got to follow. Let the flames begin. Let the fire start. No, it's basically the same. Fire start. Just yeah, a, Born I for just, This. I just got a thesaurus out. <laughs> Born for yeah. this is, I can imagine that in an arena. Like, oh my God. Ah, yeah. Massive. It's, it's an massive. anthem. Yeah. It feels like the perfect album closer. It was chosen specifically. It was written to be an album closer. Like the lyric, like it's the last song you'll ever sing. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. And I listened to it three times today already. That's how effective it is. It's just. I'm so glad I haven't given in and sang more on this podcast because it would really be easy for me to just sing all the hooks on every single one of these yeah it's especially this one. Oh god yeah that hook it's just like so it's 
as bad as like, it's really tongue-twist and meticulously melodically crafted, it gets into your yeah. head so much. And it's just so joyous. Like you just feel like you're lifting when you hear it. Um, yeah. It's oh very gosh. hard not to belt it out. Um, again, we've got the lyric we want for Airwaves back, which is a reference to Liberation Frequency by Refused, which comes Ooh. from a very good album, Shape of Punk to Come. Man, cleverer <laughs> um, than me. I'm not. I'm going to listen to that one. That's my homework. The Refused album. It's 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 very shouty, but it's like genius i love it's shouty nice so you, it'll be right <laughs> up your street um it feels like uh, this like they're committing their mission statement onto this in onto this final song like there's some like summing up everything that they are and everything they're going to do it's in the title they're born for this yeah 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 and then they make everyone else sing it in the arena but it makes it feel like you're born for life like it's yeah positive. yeah that's what it feels like when you sing it you know it it it, it can be applied to anything but when they sing it when they play it it's like it just makes you feel alive yeah it's very life-affirming you know, like it is and um that's that was the original run of tracks and fuck i mean just start to finish it feels like that but born for this ends on a real high yeah like yeah. if it ended on like the like we are broken or something it would have just like been such a downer a but yeah so I'm just <laughs> so glad it just like ends on that final punch that final like crowd chorus banger and that's what yeah. this album is it's just chock full of like nine bangers <laughs> well 11 it is bangers. It's... well yeah you're probably right it's probably nine nine bangers with like or like eight or nine bangers with like two or three good fillers yeah. Like they're not shit filler. When you got they're good like, filler, you know you've got a good album and Yeah, you know the rest is gonna be is is like top exceptional. Tier. Top tier. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Um if you had to pick any of these tracks, like to mm. go to like be this album's representative of a quote unquote Ooh. feel good anthem, what would it be? Okay, I know that's a one. huge question, but well, for a feel good, for a feel good one, it'd have to be born for this. Nice, because yeah. I think that one just evokes um, like the endorphins in you. And if yeah. it, if you wanted to send one out into battle to make my enemies cry, then it'd be that. But if I was going to send like the best song out, I would probably send fences. Or oh, that's what you get, maybe as well. It's, oh, it's so hard it's so to choose, good. isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but for sure the most feel good one born for this. Like born that's the this. one that would definitely com comfort you the most. Yeah, it's. I think. It's just preps you, doesn't it? Like to go to war and make your enemies cry. <laughs> that's some. Yeah. That's that's the that's the message of this album at the end of the day. Um, yeah, thank it you is. so much for joining me to talk about this album. Um, it's a very new You're addition welcome. to my, my life. Um, but it's a welcome one. Um, where can yeah. people keep up to date with you on online and oh, web? Oh, good question. If... I always get mixed up, right? Because on Twitter, okay, on Twitter, I'm at Jesse Atkinson X. Yeah, that's right. At Jesse Atkinson X. And um, on Instagram, I'm at Jesse Atkinson XO. Ah. Because I'm a child, child of the Gossip Girl um, <laughs> revolution. Um, nice. Yeah, you can you can see me on there, and then you can you know see 
some of the articles I write for Gigwise and I retweet some of the some features that other people write for us as well which are always excellent like go read Gigwise yes go read Gigwise <laughs> moral Everyone. story and yeah listen to write yeah. about Paramore um they'll appreciate it oh, totally <laughs> I think it's coming out on a special vinyl this year to celebrate uh, a um an anniversary of uh, Fueled by Ramen nice oh that's cool um so I'm gonna try and get that but I bet you it sells out yeah I can imagine it just going so, like super fast yeah I think on silver wax but yeah everyone try and get that and everyone read gig wise but... <laughs> yeah well good luck in the vinyl battles and thanks. yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna stop recording now so that was cool okay, um, thanks nice one see you very very soon And there we go. Wasn't that amazing? That was indeed a cool, cool episode, to say the very least. Thank you very much to Jesse for coming on and discussing Paramore with me for an afternoon. Um, you can follow her at Jesse Atkinson X on Twitter, and be sure to go and give Gigwise a follow. Um, there are many, many cool articles that she writes that you should check out. Um, there's a recent one where she interviewed Royal Blood, and it's a surreal masterpiece. Go and read it. Um, but yeah, um, next week I will have the magnificently talented Kieran P.A. on and we'll be discussing Blood Oranges 2018 LP N Swan. It's going to be a good episode. Um, go listen to it when it comes out. Um, but before I go, I'd like to briefly mention but we now have a playlist. Woo! Um, so at the end of every episode, you'll probably have noticed that I've been asking guests what their quote-unquote feel-good anthem is. And over the course of these past five episodes, I've been collating them into a playlist, and I can now finally reveal that the Feel Good Anthem Club playlist is live. So, yeah, um... George Gad picked My Name is Jonas from the Blue Album. Will Owen picked Born to Run from Bruce Springsteen album of the same name. Ben Mark Smith picked Don't Mug Yourself from Original Pirate Material. And Chloe Glover picked the title track from Brave Faces, everyone. And in the episode you just heard, we round off a playlist with Born for This from Riot by Paramore, the album that you've just heard uh, discussion on for the past hour um yeah the link will be in the description for this episode so go subscribe if you've enjoyed this podcast um so yeah see you next week with kieran pa discussing blood orange um you can follow the podcast at feel good album on twitter and feel good album club on instagram the email is feelgoodalbumclub at gmail.com and i am on twitter at cam underscore sh if you want to give me a follow um, and that's all we've got time for for this week. My name's been Cameron Sigler Harris. It's been the Feel Good Album Club. Bye bye bye. This is the coda. This is the final curtain call for the Feel Good Album Club. For now. 
Despite it being the end Will I see you again Sometime soon Ooh. Ooh. Got it.